1: Good morning and welcome to Monday Picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason, uh March Madness, getting ready to well get the heck on out of here. Uh, my bracket. I don't know about you guys. Uh, we I'm in a pool. There's like twenty of us. We were zero for twenty. We don't have a single team in the final four. Maybe the craziest March. Ever when it comes uh, to basketball. I'm sure the uh, the network's probably not very happy. None of the blue bloods are in. Uh, none of the high seats, all the ones, the twos, the threes, they're all out. Uh, but you know what? At this point, uh, Cinderella, let's go FAU uh, if you follow hoops at all. If you're not following hoops, listen, this morning, everything's okay. Just want you guys to know. They, they, they fixed it. And, of course, I'm talking about the banks. And I, and, I, and it's so funny, because, you know, Friday they had an emergency meeting, then they released a statement uh, that was absolutely not even worth the paper it was printed on, and of course they wanted away, oh, okay, well, we, we fixed it! Of course, well, did they get rid of all the crappy money losing off-balance sheet derivatives? Because that's the only way to fix it. Right, because what's the issue? Well, the issue is all these off-balance sheet derivatives aren't worth the paper they're printed on. That's the problem. So if you take your deposits out of the bank and they got to sell these derivatives to be ordered to send your money to J.P. Morgan or B of A or whoever it may be, well, they just start losing more money. They haven't fixed anything. Listen, this is... This problem's just getting started. Here's the good news. We've got gold down today. Uh, it's buying day. This is anytime. I'll just say this for the immediate future. And the immediate future really is probably all the way through the end of this year. Buy gold on down days every time. It's going to be a game winning strategy. They have fixed nothing. Uh, they may have. For a day or two, Jason, they may have stemmed the tide, but again, like I said, unless they can turn these money losing derivatives into winners, we've got the same problem. It's a simple math problem.
2: Correct, <clears throat> correct, Joe, and and uh, the system as a whole is is not faring too well, especially with the debt level as at where it's at. So that's why they have the uh, the no win position of raise the rates and crash the markets or lower the rates in print and and, and inflate this thing out of uh, existence. So they're going to pull whatever games they're going to pull to kick the can further down the road. But uh, we'll be here watching as gold will – either one of those circumstances, gold will go up because people have a flight to safety. They go to things that have real value, and that's going to be gold. Yeah, and
1: it's really interesting as we're watching all of this play out uh, because – The, the situation is something where, where were they, right? People are asking the question, you know, I thought this wasn't supposed to happen again. Uh, we've got the regulations in place and Dodd-Frank and we fixed it. Remember what they promised us? Listen, we don't have to worry about a too big to fail bank anymore. Because now we've got it set up where we can wind them down and everything's going to be fine. There's no systemic risk. And really what we found out, Jason, is the problem now is even worse than it was during the financial crisis because now you got banks that well let's face it, 170 billion anything over, you know 100 billion dollars is a big problem now. Uh, so today, by the way, how did they fix it today? Well, they got out more newspaper. Yep, they, they got out more newspaper. The Fed's balance sheet getting even bigger today. Uh, this is an attempt to solely try to save First Republic. Uh, they're granting them more access to the Federal Reserve window. And, and we've talked about it. Eventually, you're going to have to clean the sheets. Uh, no amount of newspapers going to fix the problem. 800-951-0592. That's our toll-free number. Of course, allamericangold.com is the website. It's Monday. Normally, uh we have Joey with us on Mondays, uh my son from Northwestern Mutual. He's actually getting, I don't know, another one of these uh licenses. You know, by by the, by the time he's done, uh he'll be able to do everything and anything under the sun, but he's like, "Dad, I can't do it." Uh, I got to get another license here, taking some other other exam, uh, so he won't be with us today. But he did want me to pass this along. And this is something I think a lot of people need to think about. Uh, and this one's going to be about money markets. You need to be careful, because remember the last time, too, one of the things that the money market accounts broke the buck, but they pay a good rate of return. They, they do. Right now, uh, Northwestern Mutual's money market accounts are paying 4.5%. But here's the thing that makes them different. They're not a bank. They're actually regulated under the insurance industry. Nobody has more cash on hand than Northwestern Mutual. Not J.P. Morgan, not Bank of America, none of them. They, they bring in over a billion dollars a month. In insurance premiums, this is why they're the only financial institution in the, in, I think, in the world that's rated AAA. Right? They're, they're they're saying, hey, there is, they're they're actually maybe a little better, right? That than our own government, our government's got a printing press. You may want to consider uh, joining their 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 money market accounts there, taking it from your bank and moving it over there. If you do, give Joey a call. 909, 602, sorry, 602, 909, 9048. And when we get back, man, we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, this, this little banking crisis, this is the beginning, unfortunately, not the end. Pictorado News Hour. We'll be right back. Yeah. Who would have thought here we are? Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason, in one of the great selling points, hey, we're not a bank, right? Your money is safer with us than it is than it uh, being in the bank. Uh, that's that's where Joey comes in at Northwestern Mutual. Of course, he does everything, right? He does the insurance side, uh, planning side, uh, does the insurance side. I don't know. He's getting some other license now. I mean, uh, by the time he's done, he'll be able to do everything for you from A to Z, uh, building relationships for decades. But you know what? Uh, looking at the markets here, the Dow uh, was up really nicely this morning. Not Mixed now. The Dow's still up 120. Uh, the S and up seven. The Nasdaq is down 23. Gold at one point was down like almost 40 dollars. Uh, down 23 dollars now. 1960 uh, silver. Silver not as bad. Uh, they, they, they're only down uh, 17 cents here. 2307. If you're looking for another place that isn't a bank check out our friends at invest Y refi uh, up to ten point two five percent returns not correlated to stop the stock market you've heard us uh, th- this is something where you know what you're going to get every single month you don't have to be afraid uh, to look at your, your statements. You don't have to be afraid, uh, to, to, to look at what's going on with your Y Refi accounts. Check them out. Invest the letter Y, R E F Y dot com, or call them at 888 Y Refi 24. And Jason, uh, just a, a, Ton of things out at All American Gold. Uh, you can listen to them uh, at your at your leisure. Uh, but people telling you something that we've been telling you all along. Listen, the FDIC doesn't have any money. The Fed is printing money. Yet they're trying to tell us, "Oh no, we're we're fighting inflation." I told you already. This is a major, another major policy mistake. How many more mistakes do they get? Uh even the White House now is starting to wonder uh maybe Janet Yellen doesn't know what she's talking about.
2: debt wasn't thirty two trillion or or whatever whatever that level is may- maybe uh it would be a huge mistake they they probably they probably drop the rates and go right to it but i I think they are at a point, Joe, that the mistake you're talking about is is kind of almost. They're almost stuck with having to do something, right? You know, they, you know, If they drop the rates and start printing, we're going to have inflation like crazy because everybody's going to need the money because the, the debt will go up, the interest on the debt will go up, and, and people aren't going to be able to afford their everyday lives. So it is a mistake, but what, what other choices do they have? I mean, they, I guess stop, stop raising the rates, right? And then what the next thing is, well, emergency, let's just lower the rates, and then as it comes to printing more money. It's really a catch-22. There, there's really no good place for them to go. They're at the end of the line with this, this uh, phase in their monetary system. I mean, 1971 really was a bankruptcy, Joe, that started this. And we're kind of at the end of it, aren't we? That's, that's just there's no, nothing more. They have, to, they have to reset it, and that's going to be a painful thing for a lot of people on the bottom end.
1: Yeah, this is, this is something, and again, we, we've said it before, there is no good option here. The thing about it is, you have to remember they're the ones that put themselves in this position. Let's not forget that. And, and too many times people want to gloss this over. No. This has been 15 years of policy mistakes. 15 years, and, and actually, now what, even longer than that, of, of just nothing but flat out policy mistakes. Everybody and their brother wants to know where was the San Francisco Fed with Silicon Valley Bank? How, how did this happen uh, seemingly without warning, without oversight? KPMG was the auditing firm; they gave them a two thumbs up, like forty-five days before they went under. Right? We've seen this play out over and over and over again and and if anybody thinks that they fixed this problem you just don't know what you're talking about because here here's the reality like I said this is just simple math this is actually a lot different than 2008 2008 got complicated 2008 had a lot to do with housing this doesn't have anything well it's gonna not yet this didn't have anything to do with housing this didn't have anything to do with commercial real estate this didn't have anything to do with treasuries this had to do with simply the fact that the banks are built on a house of cards and because of your own decisions i didn't make these choices you didn't make these choices we didn't leave interest rates at zero for 15 years. We didn't lie to all of us. Until, remember how many years did they go tell us when we just, gosh darn it, shucks. We just can't get to 2% inflation. Man, I don't know what to do. Remember that nonsense? Of course, now think about it. Because we know why they couldn't get to 2% inflation. They don't track inflation. None of their numbers actually tracks inflation. They stopped doing that. Listen, you know what? They stopped doing that in the 90s. Alan Greenspan, think about policy mistakes. Guess what? Oh, you know what? Let's just change. You know, here's the problem. The problem is, inflation is running roughly 4 or 5%, because that's what it was. And, you know, that's just not working for us because it's going to make social security broke way sooner. And by the way, we already knew there was no trust fund, right? That, that's just, that's just a, but this a flat out lie. Doesn't exist. So they said, you know what? Let's just change it. It's a brilliant idea. And guess what? Everybody went along with it. All the media guys, and you know what? This was even before, well, I mean, cable TV existed. But I don't even know, like, if if the stock channels had even started yet. Because they did this in the early 90s. Yeah, they just changed the math. Right? They started saying stuff like, well, you know, if ground beef gets too expensive, They'll just buy pork. So therefore, there's no inflation. Stuff like that. Oh, believe me, that's exactly what they did. How about uh, rent and mortgages? Housing? Hey, you know what? People that own their home, they usually really don't have their finger on the pulse of housing. So let's create... And think about what they had to go through to do this. Let's create what we call the rent equivalent. Right? You pay in rent. Listen, there's only only two things that exist. You got to pay your mortgage, or you got to pay your rent. And really, we can argue whether you're really just renting on both of them. But that's for a different show. That's it. That's all there is. And either it costs more or it costs less. Well, you know what? That's not good because they do. Well, you know what? It always costs more. So what we're going to do instead? And I wonder how long they've been calling these homeowners. Hey, and here's the question they ask them. And this, this is, and it's all about how and what they ask. They don't ask them. Hey, what do you think you could rent your house out for today? Mm-mm. They don't ask that because they because guess what. A smart homeowner may know, oh, man, right now, man, I get five grand a month on this thing. They may know that answer. Instead, they ask them, hey, I know you own your home and you're making your your mortgage payment. What would you rent your house for? You know why they ask it like that? Because most homeowners are going to say what? Well, me—I mean, I'd rent it for maybe my mortgage payment, right? I'm not going to sit there and say, "Hey, I my mortgage is two grand," but I would pay five grand to live in my house. They're not going to say that, and, and this is kind of all the tricks that they've used, and and they did it decades ago when none of us were looking, and they're still doing it today. So it's 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 kind of laughable when we're sitting here talking about the Fed wants to get back to two percent inflation. And, and literally, I'm telling you, it's a policy mistake because they're going to bring down the entire financial system, even over the weekend. It was either Morgan Stanley or J.P. Morgan, one of those two. When is the Fed going to pick financial stability over inflation, Jason? Which kind of le- leads you to what you were saying. If they quit, and most people now are expecting the Fed to start cutting rates by June. I don't know that that's true, but I'm just telling you what the bankers want. If that's the case, Jason, this is—we are going to be in a, I think, an inflationary world that makes the '70s look like good times.
2: Yeah, you mentioned early on when you were talking there about five percent inflation per year. I mean, that's—that is what the that's inflation has been for. I mean, decades. I mean, uh, if you look at money, the funny thing is, all inflation is is money creation. That's really all it is, and if you look at the money creation for the last couple of decades, except for 2020 when things blew up, and, and then around 2008, it's five percent a year. the The money has the money supply has been increased five percent a year pretty steadily for a long time, and then 2020 rolls along, and then you got forty percent of all the money ever created that year. And I, Joe, I think we're still suffering from the inflation of that. I think that's it's a tremendous pill for the uh, the country to swallow because it's it's going to take a while for that to come through, and so. Yeah, they don't have a good choice because off of that money creation right before that, they had, you know, 10 plus years of 0%, right? You know, they tried to raise it once there in the middle, right? You know, for a little bit and and things got bad and then the the repo market started going crazy. And then here comes the coronavirus uh, emergency and then print, 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 print. print. So it's a bad situation. It's very, very bad. The inflation, I think, will subside a little bit because inflation never just kind of roars in all at once and stops. There's usually, uh, you know, hilltops and valleys when it comes to inflation. So I I just wonder, Joe, at the end of the year or the beginning of next year, I think the inflation gets really hard, really bad. What are they going to do then? I mean, they're going to lower the interest rates in the middle of the year or or later this year, and then what, to have the inflation come roaring back at at really the wrong moment for them? They, They could really shoot themselves in the foot by lowering rates. Yeah,
1: and again, I think that's almost a foregone conclusion. Um, because here, here's the here's the simple realities. They have to. They they won't have another choice. Uh, the 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 banking crisis that is upon us today. This is just an extension of 2008 because they didn't fix it then. And now I just just think about this. We had Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank go under. About $250 billion. Now, of course, you have all that, that was deposits. Of course, the securities behind them. Remember we, we told you Silicon Valley Bank, they needed to raise $20 billion because $20 billion of deposits was leaving their bank and they had to sell just under. $22 $22 billion of security. So in other words, they took a $1.8 billion loss, uh, which at a bank for that size is astronomical, right? I mean, J.P. Morgan, a $1.8 billion loss would not be good, but they could afford it. Obviously, Silicon Valley Bank couldn't. And the fact of the matter is, is when they did the math, right, the bank was was going to be left with what? Negative. I don't even know fifty billion. I mean, it was a big number. And we're sitting here watching all of this. And, and again, I, I think the, the the big problem here, Jason, is all these securities that all these banks own are all underwater. And now they're worried about. Guess what? They're thinking the, the shoe that may do it. Maybe commercial real estate. Maybe what starts. The next leg of this, we're going to talk about that next Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold at nineteen fifty six. Here uh, we got a nice little pullback. Twenty dollar gold. Think about twenty dollar gold last week it was twenty four twenty five. Two thousand four hundred twenty five dollars. Right now. Uh twenty three ninety five. So so it's a, it's a thirty dollar savings right now. Uh ten dollar libs right now. Still cheaper than two twenties at twenty three eighty. Uh The problem is on the tens, we just don't have a lot of supply right now. Uh, we got about 50 more 10s. Uh, that was all that came in over the weekend. I was hoping for more. Uh, but right now, the 10s the at 1,190. Uh, the 20s at 2,395. We got silver down, but guess what? It didn't go down. Silver premiums went up more than silver went down today uh so uh, silver pricing uh unchanged and and get ready to hear more of that uh as the time goes on but right now uh $10 and $20 gold pieces are the way to go 800 9510592 and Jason we are talking about what's the next shoe we we remember now because this kind of caught everybody off guard three, four weeks ago. The, the, the banking crisis and the run on deposits. And I love some of the words how, you know, they're like, well, it's starting to slow. The, the, the moving of the deposits from these small banks is starting to slow. Like that's a good sign. Listen, unless it stopped, you got a problem. Of course it's starting to slow. People have already moved hundreds of billions of dollars. I hope it's starting to slow right cuz guess what there ain't that much out there so i hope that's happened but what's the next shoot what's the next catalyst here and why if you are listening at all to these money guys on the tv they'll tell you all you need to know they're talking about listen the fed not only does the fed need to cut they need to cut a whole basis point. They need to cut a whole point, right? We, we we can't, we're pretending to fight inflation with quarter point stuff. But it looks like it may be commercial real estate. Now, remember a month ago, right? It was one of the blacks. It was either BlackRock or Blackstone. I, I forget which one. They defaulted. And then remember PIMCO, they defaulted on some commercial real estate. Here's what's interesting. Over the next 6 to 18 months. Because you got to understand how, how businesses operate. They're not like you and I. Most people, when they buy a home, what do they do? They buy a 30-year fixed. Most. Some people do, you know. Some people have played the arm game, and, and you know that can lead to trouble. But in business, nobody does it that way. They buy five to seven year arms, and how it's supposed to work is: hey, seven years later, the building's supposed to be worth more. So not only am I going to refinance, right? I want to put some money in my pocket. That's how they like to do it, right? They never pay them off, right? They they mortgage up every five to seven. It's like a little uh, a piggy bank. Hey, I'm going to get an extra million dollars. My bill that's going to go up by a million dollars. And I'm going to refi. I'm going to take that million dollars, buy some stock back, and, and do it all over again. Well, that used to work real well when interest rates stayed zero over that whole time. But you know what what what's the problem now is? Nobody wants to go to the office. After COVID, right? Nobody wants to go. Matter of fact, this is how bad Amazon has stopped its work on its second headquarters in Virginia. They just stopped. Said, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. we don't need, we don't, never mind, we don't need anything close to that big. But here's the thing a lot of these five and seven year arms, Jason, are coming due. And what the banks are anticipating, is for companies to walk away from them because they got two problems. Number one, the building isn't worth more. And in most cases, the building's worth less. Number two, even when they do the arm, the payment is significantly more. And they're expecting a huge wave of defaults on commercial-backed real estate, Jason. And I think this is going to pose the next problem for these banks because guess what? It's easy. What do you think What do you think the Wall Street guys are? What banks do you think they're going to target? They're going to target what? Hey, banks that aren't that big, regional, mid-sized, small banks that have heavy exposure to commercial-backed real estate. Jason, you can see it coming a mile away.
2: Yeah, the model you mapped out is uh, the farming model. That's how farmers uh, from long ago. This is how they 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 run their farms. When the uh, the government sort of got involved, right? So now the government's involved, or the Fed, the banks are involved in every aspect of of uh, property. And so, yeah, you you kind of kind of put yourself in a deep dark hole when you you keep borrowing against your building over and over again, and then the market turns on you, and that's what's happened here. And then – you know, it, it's interesting, Joe, because you're right, because the, the biggest cure for the economy is lower the rates. That's, that's the obvious cure, and that's, and that's what's being pushed. But I was looking at the, uh, the rate hike cycle, uh, hiking and lowering of rates from the uh, – especially the late 70s, early 80s, but from the, the mid-70s to the early 80s. And every time they push those rates up to stop the inflation, then it's like, okay, it looks good now. And they turned around and they dropped the rates, and then immediately had to turn around and raise the rates. Then they went okay. Now we can lower them again, and they lower the rates, and by the percentages, Joe, it's very similar to now because obviously they can't go to twenty percent You know, the Fed can't go to twenty percent nowadays. Can you imagine? But by-, by percentage, you know, it's going from essentially zero to five percent. That's like that's essentially a five hundred percent raise, right? In the uh, late seventies, you had like four four nine five percent uh, uh, coming into like nineteen seventy eight, and then they pushed it all the way to seventeen and a half. And it's like, oh, okay, well, the markets are dying here, but we got the inflation in control. So then they dropped it down to nine percent. Up, wait a minute, the inflation came roaring back. They pushed it back up to twenty, then down to fifteen, then back up to twenty, then down like to twelve and a half, and it just kept coming back. They never, they didn't wait around long enough to see if they needed to keep them there. And Joe, it looks like we're doing the exact same thing. I think you're probably right. Things get bloody enough out there, they'll probably just lower the rates, and then the inflation. Which is, I think the inflation was gonna, if they did nothing, if they just kept the rates where they at, I think the inflation was gonna roar back. Can you imagine if they dropped rates here this summer? And then the inflation that was gonna roar back, roars back, even with those lower rates, Joe. Apocalypse, right? Yeah. And again, just to think about
1: where gold's going to be when they start a rate decreasing cycle. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 9510 592 News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason Patrido News Hour uh 30 $10 libs here uh and again I don't it's been weird cuz the $10 liberties more than any other through covid got really expensive really expensive uh way more than a 20 and then all of a sudden here this last week and a half we we we've, we've hit this vein of them I, I don't think it'll last much longer if at all uh where where the uh, the tens are cheaper than the 20s get them put away here listen we got $10 gold 11.90 1190 uh and the 20s are still i mean $30 less than they were on friday uh 23.95 at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two and just you know kind of talking about what is coming next right the the Fed uh honestly want not wanting to admit that they've caused this problem, raised rates at their last meeting. Uh we saw credit swiss <laughs> go under, right? They you know well, they got bought out. Uh, by Deutsche Bank Deutsche Bank's credit default swaps uh which is the insurance on default uh starts rising and get, listen it's not done it's not done and i know they want you to believe that maybe they fixed it i'm telling you they have it's not in, again here's i got a simple 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 response to hey i think it's over oh so all of a sudden the derivatives aren't aren't worth less because that's the only way that's the only way if the derivatives all of a sudden aren't losers then yes it's fixed well guess what that isn't the case and now everyone's talking about hey, oh my gosh we got look at all this commercial real estate that's coming up look at all this commercial real estate that's coming up here why would any of these companies pay that they should walk away Right? And again, they're not like I say, they know, gosh, they've got us strict, right? You don't walk away from your house. You don't walk away from your credit cards. You don't walk away from your student loans. You don't walk away, uh, from, from your cars. But you know what? That's starting to change too, isn't it? Wait till the next one. Right? The financial crisis kind of changed that, didn't it? But still, that's still our mentality. Right? We don't walk away. Businesses walk away. It's simple math.
2: You know, J- Joe, when I was a process server and I would serve these people that stopped paying, you know, for, for, there's two reasons to not pay. One, you stop paying because you choose not to pay. And the other reason you, you choose not to pay because you can't pay it. And uh, th- through the years, I did about eight to nine years of process serving. There was a couple of people that I would serve on like a three-year rotation. They just build up their credit and get their credit up high enough that they could just borrow as much money as they can. And then they just stopped paying it once they couldn't borrow anymore. They pocketed everything they could, and they went through the cycle again and again. And, and, for, and for a lot of people, it's like, oh, that's really that's really suck. That you know, somebody can get away with just borrowing all that money and then walk away from it. But there's just not enough payers, Joe, that can pay it. You know, because once, once a certain percentage of people fail and they can't pay, to, to build the market back up, you have to let them back in. It's a debt money system, and you have to have debtors in there. And if, and, if, and this is why uh, this is why maybe back in the fifties and sixties, if you went bankrupt, you know, that that would that that stung you maybe for ten or fifteen years. But now, Joe, I mean, how how if you default, I mean, how long is the average consumer down really? A year, maybe two. Well, the, and again, what did they again. do?
1: What did they do? Well, let's just lower the standards, right? We'll lower the standards. Uh, and that way it won't, uh, impact you, right? They, they, uh, everyone's got a higher credit score now, not cause they're a better credit risk because, well, they just changed the math because Jason's right. Listen, they need debtors, right? They, they've got to have them. But again, uh, in, in Jason's scenario, don't, don't get it mistaken. Those are few and far between. The guys that just sit there and just go uh, in that cycle. The vast majority, unfortunately, are are on what side? Dude, I just I spent everything. Yeah, right? I just ran out of money. I maxed the out thing, my credit cards I Joe. took for my retirement. We all,
2: we all know the one guy that does, that does play the game of just defaulting. And you're right, there's not very many of those. But because they exist out there, and the guy that's working hard and barely making those payments sees that guy two years later back up and rolling, Sure, makes the guys that are failing not try quite as hard to, to try to make it. Because at some point, you, you know, there's a breaking point that you get that people give up, right? And having enough of those other guys out there sure makes the breaking point a lot smaller for the the, the strugglers, right? And,
1: and again, I think this is this is a big problem. This is another one of these things that that they don't want to talk about because I do think I do think it'll be a little different this next time around. I think you're going to see. More people willing to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm just walking away. I, I could I could rob my my savings. I could rob my 401k. Uh, but you know what? Nah, I'm not doing that. I did that before, uh, and it didn't work out. And what Jason said, hey, my neighbor didn't do that. And guess what? I lost my house, he lost his house, but somehow he was able to get another house before I was.
2: Right, because what what information tells us this is happening is look at the debt levels at record levels, especially like credit card debt. People are pumping it up as big as they can right now. sure seems like a lot of them are getting ready to to fail, doesn't it? That's what the
1: normal cycle is, and that's that's another one. We'll see, when does that one crack? Right? When does that one crack? We're already seeing uh, on the automotive side, right? The, the repo man's getting busy again. Uh, 20% of all car loans now are over $1,000 a month, right? All of these stress signs are there, uh, which really indicates the bank run is just getting started. And how soon until the Fed has to start Cutting rates. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason and I wrapping up a Monday. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason wrapping up this Monday. Uh the remainder of the ten dollar gold pieces. Eleven hundred and ninety. Uh that would put two of them at twenty three eighty. That is fifteen dollars less than a twenty right now. The twenties $30 less today. Gold's down 24, 1958, 1959, uh, well off the lows here. Uh, and, again, just normal profit-taking, right? The, the crisis has abated at least for a day, at least for a day, maybe two. Here's the problem. Over the next 6, 8, 12, 24 weeks, this is just the beginning. Because, unfortunately, there's too many other stress levels out there right now, Jason, whether it's commercial-backed real estate, autos, credit cards, right? You, you, I mean, the list. And housing, you know what? I'll say this. Housing had a nice little pickup here in March. We'll see. I, I, you know, and again, the rate, rates had come down uh, on on the 10-year because they're, they're flashing recession. I'll say this. If they are too slow in cutting rates, it'll be too late. If they're too slow cutting rates, it'll be too late. And unfortunately right now, Jay, I, I, why would any of us have any confidence in, in Jay Powell or Janet Yellen? they, they seem like they've been a dollar short and a day late for the last three years.
2: Yeah, and, and for any assets that are going sideways like housing's been going, you know housing goes up a little bit, goes down a little bit. It doesn't matter because if you have inflation, essentially at 12 to 14 percent, you know real inflation over the last year plus, that's your house price going down. If your house doesn't keep up with inflation, then your your house price is going down. You know, Joe and I have a little bit of disagreement how far housing will go down, but it doesn't really matter even if it goes sideways. I still say it's going down. If you have inflation, we just we just haven't dealt with inflation. It's been two generations, Joe for people to really understand this kind of inflation, it makes everything different. It makes, it's hard to understand if you didn't really live through it in the seventies, eighties and, and know what the numbers meant. I didn't live through it. I was, I was alive during it, but but Joe, inflation makes everything weird. It's, it, it makes the economics, you, you think your things are going up in value. Well, it depends on what it is, what the percentage is, you know, and housing is just not doing well, Joe. It's not going to do well. You'll be lucky if it stays sideways, right, Joe? Yeah. And, and again, this, this is the, the
1: adage of how many people can afford it yep. at what the price is. And, and that's really the big problem here. Because again, if these values fall, go back to the banks again. Right. And again, this is the problem. This is why they're all screaming for the Fed to cut rates and cut them now, because if you wait too long and people actually start getting laid off, Jason, we got a whole different problem, don't
2: we? That's right. They're walking a tightrope, Joe. They're trying to do a little bit of everything, aren't they? Just a little bit of everything. And so we'll see. I think rate hiking stopping and just pausing is probably going to be their best play, but... I'm telling you, if they start lowering rates, Joe, you better we better watch out, man. Things will get ready to explode later this year, yeah, early this It's going to be.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I have lost all all faith uh, that we're going to come out of this. I mean, you got to remember, it was just a few weeks ago when they were trying to convince themselves that maybe they had actually done it. Hey, we maybe you know what? We've got disinflation, man. We may pull this off, right? We're going to have no landing. Forget about soft landing, hard landing, no landing. And then, whoops, chaos hit. 800 Have that gold put away before the chaos gets here.